Thank you for joining D-Bronx Podcast. I am your host, Austin. I'm joined here with Kevin. Hey there, guys. And Ian, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing so far? Doing all right. Doing all right. It is, we are recording this on August the 13th. We have uh, had a chance to witness a little bit of a little bit of actual Broncos football. We had the Hall of Fame game, which, by the way, included the inductions of greats Champ Bailey and Pat Bullen into the Broncos Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we had the Hall of Fame game against the Falcons, which ended up being a victory, which victories or losses don't really matter that much in preseason, but still kind of a sweet spot. And then this last week, this last Thursday, played in Seattle. Wasn't a victory, but still some good stuff to talk about. Uh, and, of course, we've had, had stuff with training camp and everything going on. So uh, we're going to talk about some players that we're excited about, some players we might think uh, maybe will or will not make the team, as well as just what our thoughts were on uh, the last couple of games. So, Ian, I'm actually going to pass it over to you. Uh, we had the game, the Hall of Fame game against the Falcons. Uh, not really a lot of starters in this game. I think a couple of offensive line starters played for a series or so, but overall uh, backups, a lot of Drew Locke, a tiny bit of Kevin Hogan. Surprisingly, no Brett Rippon. Um, but let me just get your thoughts on, on this game, see if there's any anything that stood out to you, any player that stood out to you, um, and then and then we'll hear from you, Kevin. Go ahead, Ian. Are you talking about the uh, Hall of Fame game? Um, of course. Well, well, Brett Rippon played the last last quarter he's the one who threw the touchdown i'm to... sorry he did he did he did not play against seattle <laughs> he, he didn't play against seattle as he didn't play against say. seattle but he had that that tip pass to winfrey the uh, last yeah, yeah the last touch the last the last minute touchdown yes yes my dude from colorado it was a great you know great you know because I, I think i like that guy as a is a i like him as a quarterback but i like the other dude uh from colorado winfrey uh, as a wide receiver, I think oh, he he will. That make was, the I mean, and that catch, yeah, that catch was that was impressive concentration to get yeah, that catch. Exactly, um, a lot of that impressive concentration. You know, you know, we all know, and a lot of people have already talked about it. Drew Locke looked okay, um, not where we would want him to be, but that's his first game in the NFL, so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no worries, really. I mean, no wor- worries at all. Yeah, it's, I mean, and we and coming into the season, we knew he's going to be a developmental guy anyway. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Um, I thought we played well. I thought our defense played exceptionally well. Um, I thought our O line, oh, yeah. you know, because we did we did have the two starters. We had Dalton Reisner, and we had, uh, you know, the other guy that I don't even like to say his name until he actually proves himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a long time coming. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. But um, I, I thought they looked pretty good. I thought they looked pretty good. Uh, protected the quarterback for the most part. Um, I know they don't really try to go too hard. Almost like an all-star game. Oh, yeah, and playing against backups primarily. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're, you're basically watching people that are not. I mean, they're, they're basically going to be doing our jobs here in about two months. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, they probably got master's yeah. degrees, but, uh, I thought, I thought we played pretty well in that game. And then, uh, we'll, we'll see what you guys think about that game and we'll, we'll move on to, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move to the Seattle game here yeah. in a minute. Um, but Kevin, I do want to hear from you about the hall of fame game against the Falcons. 
I know you were a big Drew Locke guy uh, coming in, uh, coming in the draft. Obviously, we all ended up being happy with, especially where we were able to draft him in the second round. Um, right. But I mean, what were your initial impressions on on both him and the rest of the team? So, first, kudos to Vic Fangio. Right, the guy was hospitalized yeah. with kidney stones. Yeah, yeah. Which I've never suffered with kidney stones. My brother, who has suffered with practically every ailment ever known to man, has, <laughs> including kidney stones, yeah. is described to me as sort of the, the male version of giving birth or something incredibly painful. And Fangio shows up. He coaches a meaningless exhibition game. I like that. I mean, he That's showed some real yeah. grit, I did some too. grit and toughness. He could have easily handed it over to his assistants, and no one would have given it much thought, right? So uh, that's the death. He's not going to let the coaching staff or the players lose through death by inches, right? Even if it means you're showing up and you play hurt, you play through it, and you coach through pain as well. So yeah. that's a big plus for the coach. Uh, not a whole lot of takeaways other than we tackled really well. I yeah, read a good tackling game. We only missed, per pro football focus, we missed two tackles in the entire game. We were wrapping people up and bringing them down. Good fundamental football, which is a hallmark of a Fangio defense. As far as Locke is concerned, I mean, he passed the eyeball test for me. You know, this early on, I'm just looking for his his sort of demeanor, his nonverbal, you know, sort of uh, physicality out there. Does he carry himself uh, like a leader? Does he look the part? Is he moving athletically? Does he seem to have a command of the huddle? Right. Is he showing some emotion out there? I mean, I liked all these sort of intangible things. He just mm -hmm. looked – he looked like an NFL quarterback. You know, some guys you can see them, and maybe they, they put together a decent game early in their career, but you're going to see they don't have it. He does seem yeah. to have it. A long way to mm. go, obviously. He's a developmental guy, as you said, Austin. Um, and we saw some of that development against Seattle. Yeah, uh, yeah well, even I would say even more so against the, the Falcons. Um, no, the, the next game against game. Seattle. In the next game we saw the, some – Development. Oh yeah, a little more flashes. Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, so. In in the Falcons game, I really, you know, I thought, you know, Drew Locke again, first game, first game that he's playing in the NFL level. Uh, of course, he's playing against backups, but even backups on an NFL team are all the best players from college. Um, so it's still a higher degree of difficulty than than any one team that you would play in college. Um, and uh, I'd say at times you could tell he kind of went away from his fundamentals, but then he went right back to them. You know, he didn't he didn't seem to fall. You know, some guys I know like we'll get to this name in a little bit, um, but guys like Paxton Lynch, like they if they started to panic and fall out of their fundamentals, at least in his time with us, um, he wouldn't be able to go back to them. He wouldn't be able to like okay shake it off and go back to it. That was one thing I liked about Drew Locke is he didn't shine in the Falcons game, but but if he made a mistake or something or right. or got off his you know tried to throw off his back foot or whatever the case is, he seemed to bounce back and correct whatever it was that went wrong on that specific uh, situation. So I liked that. I really like. I know you mentioned Jawan Winfrey Ian. I really like what we've been seeing from from him. Hundred um, percent. 
and then and then the running back, uh, Muhammad, I think it's Kalfani. I, I, I don't know yeah, if that's how call. you pronounce it. But he looked great in this game. Very good. Um, he was running all over the place. He ended up with 70-something yards and uh, a, a really high yards per carry. I can't remember what the number was, but... Of course, you don't you don't typically see a lot of carries for each individual guy in preseason, um, but they were feeding him the ball and he was he was doing a lot with it. I liked that. Um, also, another guy that I liked, who has been showing up throughout training camp, kind of playing as with the second team a lot, is a guy. Uh, I think it's Malik Reed or Malik Reed. Um, I believe it's Malik yes. Reed. Oh yeah, uh, he's been playing. Um, he's been he's playing. He's the dude, bro. Coming in. He looks great. I mean, he's been playing a lot. He actually je- jumped Jeff Holland on the depth chart. And I, I, I don't know if you guys remember Jeff Holland. We were all really excited about Jeff Holland, um, both at the end of last year as well as in uh, preseason and stuff uh, last year. Uh, we really thought he was going to take the step. But it looks like Malik Reed is the guy who's actually taking the step here. Uh, as as Jeff Holland, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but Jeff cut. Holland actually got released by the Broncos. So, because of Reed. So clearly Picked they up think by the I, Cardinals. Yeah, they think high enough about Malik Reed that they didn't even feel like they needed to keep Jeff Holland around anymore. Oh, Reed, I mean, Vic Reed is it, Reed is Reed is the darling of the uh, of the preseason man. Or of the yeah, of the training cap up to this point, yeah. and I think Vic Fangio. I mean, obviously, we, we got to trust his uh, his knowledge on the defensive side of the ball. So if Malik Reed looks like he's the guy who's Taking the step up in in Fangio's eyes, and we probably should follow suit and and believe what he's you know believe what he's seeing too. So those are the kind of the highlights for me. Obviously, Brett Rippin, that throw that he <laughs> that was at the end of the game it was not necessarily a great throw. It was more great concentration by Juwan Winfrey. But I did like I did like Rippin. Rippin did look the part in my opinion as well, as well as Drew Lock. You know, I, I, and we did talk about Drew Lock a little bit. Um, but moving forward to to the Seattle game, we did mm-hmm. get a short glimpse of our quote-unquote uh, hypothetical starting offense. Joe Flacco at quarterback, Philip Lindsay, starting offensive line, etc. And my opinion, it looked good. It ended in a field goal, wasn't a touchdown that we'd hoped for, just missed on a touchdown throw. But in my opinion, it looked it looked pretty promising for their first time getting on the field together, and they were playing primarily against, you know, give or take a first team defense with the Seahawks. So, uh, I mean, what did you guys think about the uh, about the first team offense? They were not out there very long, but any anything that stood out? Well, I think I think uh, I think I think well, the running backs stood out the most. I mean, obviously, we I mean, Royce Freeman had that big run. Oh yeah, Royce. Great. Which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love when I see my my boy Royce Freeman tearing it up. I mean, uh, and, and, and Lindsey looked big good. Run is one of the most exciting. Oh, he had a big run too. But I look, Lindsey looked great too, and I, and I thought uh, Flacco looked pretty good too. I mean, I mean they're gonna limit every uh, all the snaps because you know he's thirty four years old or whatever. But um, I thought he looked good. Um, obviously our. A lot of people are always going to say, like, what's our biggest weakness? So technically, our biggest weakness is probably our wide receivers. Cause yeah, Sanders did not play in this game either. Sanders didn't play in the game. Uh, I still, like, I, you know, I really think that, like, Cortland Sutton 
you know, I, I think he just needs to, oh boy, step up a bit. I mean, if you're gonna, he's he's not polished and. Oh, he's not. He's not polished. Year. Not polished. I still have high hopes. I'm certainly not in a point of giving up on him. He's got ridiculous talent. So he's got <laughs> oh, size. Oh, he's got I good agree. Speed and I think that with Deshaun Hamilton, I think the same way with Deshaun Hamilton. But if you if you look at if you look at Winfrey, this guy this guy's almost outplaying those dudes, and uh, he doesn't even have. I mean, the guy's barely on the field in at Colorado and. This guy's uh, tearing him up. So who knows what's going to happen with the wide receiver group. But, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be Manuel Sanders. Uh, obviously, Cortland Sutton on the other side. Then you got Hamilton. I think I think Winfrey might win fourth, fourth he job. Might, he might get in there. Now, one guy I've been I've, – I don't know if you guys have heard anything. Maybe I could I could have just missed something to be honest, and and maybe he's on physically unable to perform or something. But have you guys heard anything about Tim Patrick? Oh yeah, Tim Patrick. Yeah, I mean he played well last year. He, played, he had a catch. Did have a catch? Oh, did he have a he catch? catch wow, I, I must have missed it. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah, number eighty-one, man. Uh, he looked really good at the end of last year, and I really really had some. Uh, pretty high hopes for that guy coming into this year so i just i mean i clearly i just missed something but i didn't even notice it uh, whether i just hadn't heard much about him this this training camp and and preseason so uh, i mean somebody had to have heard something yeah i've heard he's had some drop issues like apparently most of the receiving core so i would echo (laughs) what ian said and you know, somebody asked uh, Fangio about this, and he said something like, yeah, you know, we see about Tim Patrick dropping the balls, dropping the ball. And he said, yeah, well, when you're a big receiver who's not super fast, you'd better be able to catch. You have to have good <laughs> hands, yeah. yeah. You have to have good hands, yeah. So my takeaways, the things I liked about the Broncos' performance in Seattle, uh, I liked Locke's progression. You know, he showed Agreed. some progress. That's what you want to see. Look, I look better in this game, in my opinion. And the first pass completion to the tight end is it amazing. I have no idea how he got it into Fumagalli. It was oh yeah, yeah, years. and also that Thank that two point conversion throw he had to Juwan Winfrey too. Tight window, tight, tight, tight window. coverage. It was yeah. that pass right there tells you why he was first second round talent. Just that. Mm-hmm. So, but he did. Looked a little more confident. I heard Chris Sims, who is a big fan of Drew Locke, and he was saying that he, you know, in college Drew Locke was just flinging it, you know, gunslinger. And but he he said it looks like he's a little tentative. He's just like trying to aim the ball somewhat, which I guess goes with the territory when you're new. You're just afraid of making mistakes and you're thinking too much as opposed to just reacting. But nonetheless, uh-huh. he showed he showed some progress. I like Lindsey and Royce. You know, uh, Lindsey's coming off uh, the uh, was it wrist or the hand injury, but yeah. he seemed to he had his twitchiness and quickness back. He didn't have any he didn't have any big runs, but he looked quick. Well, he had that it. one yeah. that looked like it should have been hit in the backfield, and he turned it into a first down. I was like, "Are you kidding?" And then, <laughs> and, then and then Royce. Good burst. He had the high ankle yep. last year, but yep. man, I like the burst out of him, and he had the good run you guys talked about. Dalton Reisner, 
He pancaked a couple guys. Uh, he mm-hmm. opened up the hole uh, for Royce on that on that big run. He's he looking did. really good. I what like I him. didn't like, what I didn't like, and man, I'm gonna have to get used to this. Flacco. Now he looked okay. He looked like a veteran quarterback. <laughs> he should look. He, but I mean, can the guy? Remember when I was saying he, that I wasn't so sure that Flacco was gonna be an upgrade over? No, Keenum? no, no. Well, hear me out. I'm going in a different direction. Okay. What okay. what I didn't like about Flacco? Can, can he? Show some expression in his face. Can he pout? Oh, Can he here we show go. excitement? Can he smile? <laughs> it's just deadpan. And I'm sorry, I know I shouldn't go. He's here, been like that his like, entire career. He's like he's like Trevor Simeon. Same thing. Just nothing. No emotion. I want to see some energy from the quarterback. I don't like that out of Flacco. See, now, you needed you a needed good, a Baker Mayfield is what you needed. Somebody with a pulse. It doesn't have to be him. Somebody just with a pulse. Pulse. <laughs> just be alive. Be alive. No, I, I think I, it matters from the quarterback position. I, I, well, he's your leader. He's your leader. Uh, yes. No, but I, I don't think that Flacco is and, Oh, sorry, and, and I didn't like the t- I didn't like the tight ends. I'm sorry, I like the group, but, man, are we cursed? Can can we send somebody in there to break the curse? I mean, everybody's fall, going down with an injury, and what a great pass to what's the guy out of um, Wyoming that went down? Austin Ford. Oh Ford. yeah, yeah, that was yes. brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. It's terrible. Not only that, uh, you know, I'm gonna go into some things that that uh, that I liked as well, um, but definitely didn't want to see that. Also, definitely didn't want to see. We signed Theo Riddick because I think I think there are there were a little bit worried about the receivers, so they went and signed Theo Riddick, who is more of a pass catching back, and then now he's going to be yeah. eight, six be out six to eight weeks with a shoulder fracture. He probably so, he may not make the team. Now we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean that that may very well end up being being the the uh, the yeah the result of that. It's but a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame because I think I think. Because you know, with Sanders coming off an injury, a lot of the receivers maybe not stepping up the way they had hoped. They went and signed Theo Riddick. I think the only reason they signed him was was to, to catch the ball on third downs, and now he's out for six to eight weeks. And uh, we have tight ends going down, and and you know guys that we had hoped for. Um, you know Austin Ford had been looking great all training camp, and you know he gets into a game, and now he's gone. So. Obviously, we're still excited about Noah Fant, and we're uh, high hopes for him. And maybe, maybe Jeff Hireman will eventually do something. Well, you got to think. You got to think we'll about Theo Riddick. He's got the most receptions of any running back in the last four years. But that's what I'm saying, Ian. That's exactly the point that I'm making. Is that we signed him to catch the ball because we didn't trust our receivers? Is what I think is the case because it's not because we needed a running back. Oh, we had. Well, obviously Freeman and Lindsey, and we really liked what we've seen about from Muhammad Kofani and uh, Devontae. What I can't remember his his last name, but Devontae Williams is it Williams? No, Jackson. Um, Jackson. Jackson. Thank you, Jackson. Jackson. Um, we so I don't think we really needed a, a a veteran running back. I think they signed him for no reason other than to to, to catch balls. Well, um, well, no, he, he would have been. I, I think he would have been like a fifth, you know, like a fifth wide receiver. But at the same time, I think theoretic was the way to get rid of Devontae Booker. Now we're still well, of stuck with him. 
And I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of Devontae Booker. I mean, yeah, the guy he, can yeah, catch out. Good, the, the, but he he can catch out of the backfield. He has good hands. He's a good blocker in the pocket. And last year, with the opportunities, he had thirty six carries. He ran at a three point four or th- sorry five point four or five point six yards a clip. That's really good. I mean, the guy you need a bigger sample size in four years or three years. Um. Well, well, but Theo Riddick long. is not a runner. He he averages three point something yards a carry. He's only got four seven speed. He's a slow guy for the position. Uh, 100%. I don't know. I just like Devontae. I, I mean, I know you do, but he's 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 got what two touchdowns in the last two seasons. That ain't that ain't working. That ain't working. I'm not a in yeah. Two, I so gotta agree. His, his first his first year his rookie season Devontae Booker's rookie season. He had 877 yards from scrimmage and five touchdowns in the first season. Since then, he has 1,000 yards, 1,032, and two touchdowns in two seasons. He has regressed. He has not improved. He has regressed. I got The way that he's actually played, he has regressed. Now, he did have high yards per carry last year, but on only 36 carries. That's not a big enough sample size to really say, oh, yeah, he's turned a corner. You know, so, I mean, I'm not, again, I... As I was talking, I was talking to you guys what two weeks ago about Devontae Booker. I'm not going to be mad if he makes the team. I don't dislike Booker, but not my favorite. I also think he's very expendable. I don't think he's, I don't think he's shown us really much of anything in three years to say, oh, this is a guy we got to keep, you know. And I think Theoretic has shown a lot more than Booker has. So now it's unfortunate that, that Theoretic is is injured. But moving on, I don't want to spend too, I don't want to spend too much time on that topic. Um, our defense got shredded by a um, by a familiar face. Oh yeah, um, who this... wants to say his name? Because I won't. Okay, yeah, Paxton yeah. Lynch. So uh, listen, yeah. Get, 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 let's give him a little bit of credit. You know, a uh, slight, Carroll, I, credit, slight credit, credit. Slight let's credit. give the guy a little bit of credit, but. Hold on, I, Pete Carroll probably said, "Look, you know, we'll sign you, but you know, the Sony PlayStation has to stay in Denver. You're not going to bring it to Seattle, and and you and you can't <laughs> borrow teammates, you know, Xboxes yeah. or anything. You, you're going to study the playbook, but you know, clearly Paxton Lynch had a chip on his shoulder, right? This is his Super Bowl in his early in his career, right? He wants to beat the team that let him go. So he's a highly yeah. motivated guy. He's playing against you know second, third, four stringers." But he, but he looked good, and, and here's where my mind drifted. I'm thinking, okay, Paxton Lynch, uh, first-round talent, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. we didn't pick him in the first round, reportedly several other teams would have jumped in there and grabbed him. Including, so he has first uh, including the Patriots. Yeah, so first-round uh, tangibles, right? The physical assets are clearly there, and they were on display against the Broncos. The problem is, does he have the intellect? Does he have the work ethic? But then I start thinking about this poor guy. We draft him. Who is his first-year rookie uh, offensive coordinator? Uh, the, Mr. Deadweight, Rick Dennison, okay? Yeah. So we saddle him with Dennison. Now, the second, the second year, the second year, we have Mr. My- no Offense, Mike McCoy, as his offensive coordinator, who yeah, was overcomplicated terminated by the Broncos. Too. Overcomplicated, who was terminated by the Broncos, and then the very next year was fired by the Cardinals four games into the season or something. And yep. then 
His final year with us, we give him the gift of Bill Musgrave. He's got three knuckleheads in three years. Maybe the guy's finally getting coached well up there. I don't think he's an all-pro talent uh, because I think he's limited work ethic and leadership-wise. But he did show you why we picked him number one. And I think the guy was victimized by bad coaching in Denver. Uh, I do. I think so. I think he did. I think. I mean, because I mean, if you listen to any podcast from last year, my my biggest complaint all season, the last two years, um, not just last year, but the last two years has been was coaching. I I thought the coaching was absolutely terrible. The, uh, um, just the discipline of the coaches and their ability to get the best out of players just just seemed absolutely non-existent. So I I, I mean, I agree with you that I think that. Uh, he was victimized by bad coaching. I think I think every player on that team was victimized by bad coaching. Um, now, having having just, said that, Paxton Lynch has to carry some of the responsibility, right? I of mean, course, he couldn't no, beat of out, he, he couldn't he couldn't beat out Case Keenum or Brock Osweiler or Trevor Simeon. I mean, he didn't. None of these guys all pros. He didn't beat him out, and from everything I understand, he just didn't put the effort in. Well, Trevor Simeon was Denver. a pro that, mm-hmm. and that's inexcusable. So I, I we'll see you. what happens. Um, right, so right. obviously be, he ended up. Can I go be ahead. honest go ahead. with Paxton Lynch? I mean, all right, I, all right, yeah. I, all right. <laughs> so I, I felt like that was his. Obviously, like Kevin said, like the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like it's um, it's like a guy that uh, tried to make the majors and then goes back and plays for a high school team and then destroys them. Because he's got that much more talent than them. Not saying that he didn't have more talent. He just said his brain's not there. And I thought it was kind of a... Because there was a couple interviews where he was kind of trashing the Broncos a little bit. Like, oh, now I feel like I'm in a family. I'm like, no. No, dude. We, we brought you into this family. You play Call of Duty. You could have been the face of the franchise, bro. <laughs> you could have been you. You could have been the face, bro. You could have been the face, man. By the but, way, I, I think I think he was the best guy on the team when it came to Call of Duty. Though let's let's give him. A oh little yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he'll tear up some Call of Duty. But you put him on <laughs> Sunday Sunday afternoon. That guy is not Call of Duty. The guy, yeah. I mean, no. the guy over there, over there, crying. Come on, that's not what we want. Let's do crying on the sidelines. Pete Carroll, I like Pete Carroll as a coach. I think he's a good coach. He's not going to put up with that crap. So maybe, hopefully, somebody got through his head. Because we knew Vance Joseph wasn't going to get through his head. Because Vance Joseph was weak. No, we, again, the coaching was an issue. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that, I mean, you go you go down from the top of the line all the way down. I think it's it's a whole, it's a crap show. Um, with uh, I don't you know I don't want to spend too much too much. <laughs> too, we, we, oh, oh, you too don't want yeah, enough on Paxton roasting Paxton Lynch. Here. No, I don't. I'm not trying so to. Ro- I'm, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna cut you short. I'm here. not. All right, all right. Just give me this. I'm not gonna roast Paxton Lynch. I I like the guy. I think he's a good dude. All right. He's got above average talent. He. I mean, that's why we picked him in the first yes. round. But yeah. I, I, dude, it really irritated me to see him like just jumping up and down like he just won the Super Bowl, 
and you're playing dudes that probably just got out of junior college. Like you're you're playing dudes that are literally not gonna be playing in the NFL anymore, man. Like I understand like playing against your old old team and Let stuff. Let him like have that. it, Ian. Back off. It's done. Yeah, I Let know. him have it. It's That's, over. That that kind of crap pisses <laughs> me off. <laughs> That's pro- that may be the- that may end up being the highlight of his career. Just let him have it. It's done. Moving on. <laughs> Actually, well, um, well, let me let me. I do want to say one or two more things about about the Seattle game. Not much. I did want to say Drew Locke. He started out the game looking great, got a little off his fundamentals, and then bounced back and started looking good again. So again, his ability to bounce back, I think, is going to be real important um, with his development. And I've seen that so far in him and. The short little two games that we've seen, he's he's been able to bounce back from uh, from things, and that's 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 good. That's that's a really good thing yeah. to see in a quarterback. Shows he's got a good head on his shoulders too. Shows he's he knows he's and, not he's not. And he has himself. he hasn't cried yet. Has not cried yet. He hasn't cried. <laughs> he hasn't cried yet. So <laughs> I mean, slow down. It took a little bit longer than two games for Lynch to cry. So, um, uh, poor Lynch. I, I I certainly don't wish any ill will against Lynch, but um. Okay, so any anyway, so now now moving on, um, a couple. Things, <laughs> I actually just I found this article. I think it was a couple days ago, just uh, looking at how former Broncos quarterbacks perform in Week One NFL preseason. <laughs> this will piss you off. Um, just just for fun, Pax Lynch. We know what he did. Eleven out of fifteen, hundred nine yards, a touchdown, plus four four carries for thirty eight yards and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, Case Keenum. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, we'll get to that. <laughs> Case Keenum. <laughs> he only went four of nine, but he did for for sixty yards plus a forty six yard touchdown, um, in the first first drive. Kyle Sloter, uh, he Vikings, um, went six of seven for sixty two yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Trevor Simeon, my favorite. Everyone knows that. Uh, Thirteen of sixteen, uh, seventy seven yards and a touchdown. And then Chad Kelly, of all people, <laughs> Chad Kelly, uh, with the Colts now, 13 of 19, 121 yards, plus four carries for 53 yards, including a 33-yard touchdown run against Buffalo. <laughs> so, Of that entire list, there's only one I wish was on our roster. Chad, Chad Kelly. Kelly. Yep. And, <laughs> and it, I do too, too, but because I think he's the most talented of that bunch by far. I think but I think the former of, Pro Bowler is, but that's just me. Um, but none of none of those guys are starters. Okay. Um, moving on, I just wanted to I just wanted to highlight that because I thought it was I just thought it was funny that every former Broncos quarterback did pretty at least relatively well in the first week. Um, and Chad Kelly. I did also. There's a couple. Last chance to you, dude. When he was, when he screwed up his entire career for the first time. Yeah, when he screwed up. Yep. Which he screwed time. up again. <laughs> for the first time, I we said. Saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other notes that I wanted to hit on. Um, you guys know. Uh, you guys remember Jamal Carter? Before he got yep. injured. Of course. So he finished the year last year on injured reserve, but he's number twenty. Safety for the Broncos. I don't know if you guys heard this yet, but he's actually making the switch to inside linebacker. Yep, I heard that. Um, yeah, and we. I remember I loved this guy, seeing this guy play uh, last year, both in preseason and when he was playing um, 
during the regular season, he ended up going on the IR. But with all the injuries that we've had at middle linebacker, now Josie Jewell, he went down. He start, he's coming back. He'll be, he should, as long as no setbacks, he'll be back for the regular season. But with the injuries to Todd Davis and Josie Jewell and Joe Jones, Joseph Jones, all these guys, they, they made the decision to um, switch Jamal Carter to inside linebacker. They're going to put him there for a little while and just see if he looks the part. Van, uh, Vic Fangio was talking about him, and apparently this is something that Jamal Carter has wanted to do since high school and just never got the right opportunity to do it. Um, always loved playing down in the box, but apparently Vic Fangio uh, thinks he has the ability to do it, but this is what he said. Uh, he said, this is Fangio, he said, you kind of know what a linebacker should look like in the NFL, and I'm just looking to see if he looks like that because he doesn't know everything right now, what he's supposed to do. Obviously, all the DBs think they can be linebackers until somebody fires out at them, one of the guards or tackles. So let's see how he handles that. Now, I don't know if you guys remember the history of Vic Fangio, but he coached the linebackers for the New Orleans Saints. Um, oh, what year was that? Help me out on this one. I think it was the... Uh, uh, he was at this... What year was I it? I can't remember. Um, but he... It had he a- Crazy good linebackers when he was there. I remember that. I think it was. A lot of people. A lot of people reason. argue it's it's the best. A lot of people argue it's the best year that a linebacking core has ever had yep. in the NFL. Obviously, yep. that can be yep. argued. But Vic Fangio knows a good linebacker when he sees it, right? He knows a good linebacker when he sees it. I would absolutely love to have a guy like Jamal Carter, who also has ball skills, who can play middle linebacker, because it reminds me of I don't, when Danny Trevathan was here. Because he could, he would get a lot of interceptions, but he also had a ton of tackles in the middle. And if Jamal Carter can do anything like that, then I'm going to be excited for it. Plus, I really like the guy. He looked great last year playing uh, safety. So um, that's just kind of an interesting tidbit. So um, I don't know if you guys well, have heard the, that. Well, yeah, the other, the, yeah, I'd heard that. And and the other interesting part of that story is that it, it's not Sua Cravens, right? Sua Cravens is the classic tweener. Yeah. Um, why, why wasn't he dropped in to the linebacker position? Because he's played that in the past. But you remember a couple, few weeks ago, early on in training camp, uh, Fangio said, look, Cravens has got to make it as a safety. That's where he's going to play. And yeah. from everything everything I've heard at a training camp, Cravens has looked really good. Looked really uh, he good the there. Te- yeah. he, he, led the, he led the team in tackles uh, against uh, the Seahawks. But um, so I think this is a good sign for him that he's probably secured one of the safety positions. And I think uh, as far as, um, oh, God, you just mentioned his name, the guy who just dropped into linebacker. Um, Jamal Carter. Yeah, I think this is Carter's shot to make the roster. I think otherwise he's probably not on the team. Uh, There's clearly uh, depth problems there. So they need a body there. Let's see. Let's see what he can do. I love yeah, I, the. Uh, I, I love the comparison to Trevathan. I, that makes yeah. sense to me. Guy, if he could be even close to that good, what a find it would be. No, oh, I, I do see. I I do see that comparison. It makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the same way like they're doing. I think the same way they're doing with uh with Sue Cravens too, where he's like they're kind of like a, they're kind of a hybrid. 
I feel like uh, they're hybrids. Yeah, I think, I, and I think yeah. he'll if he does make the team, he'll have that flexibility that obviously if he needs to step in and play linebacker, he can. If if things get dire at safety, he can do that too. Exactly. I think having that ability, having a player that can play multiple both, positions. Because they both know how to play the position. Like That's why they always brought in Sue Cravens as like a, kind of a linebacker when they didn't need him a, as a bo- Yeah, a box safety, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I also, uh, I mean, another guy making the transition, it's a different transition, Brandon Langley. Who it's a wide receiver. Cornerback, cornerback his entire career. Now he's switching to wide receiver. Uh, we all felt that he was not a good, I think I, we're in agreement. We all felt, thought he was not a good cornerback, but he has got some ridiculous speed, and I think they really want to use that. I think they really like his athleticism. He's looked a little bit better. I haven't seen a whole lot of him in preseason yet, but he did look a little better. I know he had a couple catches um, playing receiver, so maybe I feel that like, he, I feel like he's like a. On. I feel like he could be a better wideout than a corner, but the only thing is he had so much length at cornerback. I mean, he's six mm-hmm. two. Yeah. I mean the guys. I mean, I mean, I mean he, that, that's, that's similar that's, to like that's, a key to leave size was. Same with him. Same with Richard Sherman. Stuff like you know, like that. You know, yeah. but he, he actually might actually have better ball skills than those people. I mean, than those guys, but not coverage skills, not coverage. Yeah, ball skills. So that's why Which you is why the wide receiver switch would make a lot of sense. Exactly, because you don't keep a guy on your team. If you're like, all right, you don't cut it as a cornerback. So we're going to still mm-hmm. keep you on the team right. as a as a wide receiver. You're obviously showing something on the tape that you can do something to contribute to the team. So I'm hoping Wait, Brandon line, Langley. Line. Huh? Say. Yeah, I'm sorry. You finished your thought. I was gonna no, no, no. Line. You go ahead. I'm, I'm not, not, it's already done. So uh, Langley has, like, in my view, his odds of making the roster are equal to my odds of making the roster. It's oh, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. It's it's not even worth the discussion. Uh, I think they, they tried to salvage something. He's a classic camp body. His only chance of making it, if he could light it up in the return game. But what did he do against uh, the Falcons? He muffed a punt, right? Mm-hmm. So, done. He's done. Done. He's got a lot so of. So Kevin, got a lot you, of guys. you heard it here. You heard it here first. Brandon well, Langley listen, is done. They're only going to carry maybe six receivers. Uh, here, mm-hmm. locks. Here's your locks at receivers. I'm not. I'm not, ha- I'm not contesting you on this. Go Sutton, ahead. Hamilton, Sutton, Hamilton, Sanders, Patrick, Winfrey. We talked about him earlier, and then number six could be McKnight. Who's looked pretty good? Um, mm-hmm. Brown, uh, Craig Craft, who can is a good and re- at least he's sure handed return guy. Return game, yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah, he's sure handed. It it's just not going to be Langley, uh, but mm-hmm. maybe he shows enough to get a look see at another roster. I mean, everybody well, Langley. See, but... I just brought up Langley because he was another guy making the tra- making a transition from one position to another. Oh, I got you. Not, yeah, not necessarily that I was saying. Oh, he's going to make the team. He's on fire now. Um, but I will. Wanted, but he. I, mean, I got but a couple. Just for anyone curious, I, 
I'm not trying to – I'm not on the Broncos roster. I, I'm not as fast as Langley. So he probably does actually have a slightly better chance of making the roster than I do. I just be Slight. The, it, it's very the, slight, know, though. It's very slight. Very yeah, slight. But, I, I think I, I you could. Get, you I don't know. I don't want to slammed you know. on social media over that. So if, if, I, if, I were gonna, if I were gonna make my locks, it would definitely be Sanders, Sutton, Hamilton, of course. Yeah. Winfred, and then uh, after that, I mean, basically, Patrick, every, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, after after that, it's basically anybody that greets you at Walmart. <laughs> I mean, I oh, mean, man. I mean, come on. Dude, I've seen some receiver <laughs> groups in my entire life. This ain't one that I'm real high on. I mean, you gotta, yeah, I mean, you gotta think about it this way. You got Emmanuel Sanders coming off of a Achilles injury, and then he comes back and says, oh, I had an ankle surgery during the offseason yeah, all that so then what do you got after him you got Sutton you got Hamilton I mean unproven and then you got nothing after that you have literally nothing I mean I mean, Patrick, literally, I mean literally literally the D Bronx podcasts could maybe walk on not saying we'll make it, but not the chances are pretty I th- good. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Winfrey has a chance to make a splash a- as a rookie, but we're really going to need somebody in the tight end group to step up. Oh, 100 percent. That's gonna, how we can salvage the passing well, game. Well, Hopefully Noah Fant, Noah Fant has to step up, and he's not stepped up in the preseason in training camp either. Um, Fumagalli, I mean, he was injured all last year. Then we got He's a little better. Hireman. We got Hireman. Okay, so, okay. Hmm. We're dragging here. We're dragging a little bit here. I'm going to move this along. Um, what do you say? I know this is early. What do you think the odds are the Broncos make the playoffs? Hmm? That's a loaded question. That's a loaded question. So, Las Vegas over under for the Broncos in terms of wins is seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the Bronco—I mean, the Las Vegas oddsmakers are pretty good at their job. Um, I think they have it about right. I think we just have too many holes in our lineup. We have a new coaching staff. We have a ho hum offense. We've you know, just kind of shredded the receiving group here. Uh, we'll be as good as uh, our defense is this year, and I think we'll have a stout group that will keep us in games. But do we have the quarterback that's going to pull it out in the fourth quarter? I don't know. With Flacco, we shall see. But uh, we're in a tough division. we got to play the Chiefs twice. we got to play the Chargers twice. The Raiders are going to be better. Uh, Raiders look like I th- they're <laughs> disorganized. So I, I think we're better than last year. You know, I mean, we set a pretty low bar during the Vance Joseph era. I think we're better. I think we're heading in the right direction. I think this is a transitional year for us, and I would be delighted if we can win eight games. Um, but that's not going to put us in the playoffs. I say eight and eight. Okay. All right, let me go. Ian, what do you think? 
What are the, what are your odds? I, let's not get too in depth here. This is just oh, well, I won't get preseason won't get week two. What do you think the odds are? I think Flacco's the best quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning. Um, our wide receiver core is a little off, but I think we can figure it out. And when you look at the rest of the division, beside, I don't know, besides like Kansas City and I think I still think the Chargers are going down because I think Philip Rivers. I mean, he's getting older, but you know, you got Kansas City. You got a little bit of a thing going over there. I think with our defense, because I think we have the we we definitely have the two best edge rushers in the game. We still have the best cornerback in the game in my mind. I think we're gonna have a great yeah. defense. I think we're having a great defense. I don't know what we're going to finish, but I'm not really that – I was scared last what year. What are your I'm odds – what do you think the odds are of making the playoffs? I give it 60-40. 60 60-40? 60 60% okay, we get so, there. Okay, so you're more in line. So I, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to a guy by the name of Will Brenson. From CBS Sports. Um, he actually does believe that we have the ability to make the playoffs. He thinks that we are going to make the playoffs. And these are the reasons that he gives. And then I'm going to give these reasons, and then we're going to close up for the uh, for the, for the the week here. Um, but he says, on so on the Broncos line, this is the offensive line, he says, there's talent on the offensive line with Leary, Garrett Bowles, Juwan James, and rookie Dalton Reisner currently lining up to start. True. And I'm buying a lot of shares, a lot of shares of Royce Freeman this season. With Lindsey, while Lindsey could still bat, bounce back, and Theo Riddick could be a sneaky addition. Now he did say this before Theo Riddick was uh, going to be out. On the addition of Flacco, on the addition of Flacco, he says you'll laugh, but Flacco was was good. He put good all caps last year before he got hurt. Lamar Jackson's emergence made him expendable, but I think he fits well with with Rick's uh, Scangarello's offense. And then mm-hmm. on the defense, he says Von Miller. And Bradley Chubb are, are super stars. Oh, they Chris are. Harris got some money. He said Chris Harris got some money, but he's still underrated and underpaid. Justin Simmons is emerging. Fangio turned the Bears into the best defense in football. There's no reason he can't do it with this team, too. And I'm buying that last statement because the Broncos' defense has so many more pieces in place than what the Bears had when he got there. Oh, we dude. Even the only thing they had Bryce was... Callahan. We added Kareem Jackson. We exactly. still have the guys up front. The only thing that I see is a weakness on the defense right now is Linebacker. we'll see what happens with Will Parks playing strong safety and the injuries, specifically the injuries at often or inside linebacker. Yep. Otherwise, Linebackers, Fangio c- turned a lesser defense, a lesser cast, into the best defense in football. And I think 100%. if you're going to make the playoffs, it's going to be because of that. I can't. That's my. That's my. I two can't cents. agree. I honestly can't agree with you. <laughs> it's more. actually not even mine. It's Will Brinson, CBS Sports. But I just I agree yeah. with what he said. I, I definitely. And agree I read that. that so same what thing. are the odds? But what, what what's your answer? What are the odds of Denver making the playoffs? Oh, I would say about sixty five percent. Because we we have a, a good division, but the AFC overall is not loaded. So I don't think we're going to win the division, but I do think that I do think at least. 
based on that. Defense. We could pop Unless, a play. I mean, we barring could... an absolute nightmare on offense, barring a nightmare on offense, that defense with Fangio at the helm, I think is going to be good enough to to carry the team, much like 2015. Not to say that I don't. I do not think we're a Super Bowl contender. Don't don't twist that. I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender. But I think much like the two Broncos were carried I, almost entirely, hold on, almost entirely by the defense, I think that's going to be the same way that it is this year. Go ahead. All right. It's a I positive agree. way to end the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you for listening to Bronx Podcast. We're going to be coming at you again right before the regular season starts. We're going to watch the next two uh, preseason games, and then we're going to come, come at you with our – regular season preview and just go full in depth on that one so uh, be sure to look out for that um follow us on any of the major streaming sites that you prefer we're on spotify itunes or or apple podcasts google podcasts pocket cast whatever you like to listen wherever you like to listen go ahead and subscribe on there um and from ian from kevin from myself thank you for listening to deep bronx podcast we'll talk to you later, See you later.